It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Today we come to you after the Bengals' regular season has concluded. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or that follow button on wherever you listen to your podcast. We're delivered to your device every day we upload an episode. The Bengals finish the season at 10 and 7. James, we're going to start with a little bit of a review of the preseason game that happened in week 18 today in Cleveland. And then we're going to talk about Jamar Chase and his record setting effort. We're going to conclude with as late as we possibly can a look at the playoff scenarios as they are as we're recording. Now, we're recording this about 5 30 Eastern time, is where we're starting this, James. So, obviously, still some things to be decided. And We'll talk a little bit about some of those scenarios that by the time you listen to this may or may not be partially dated. But James, let's start with the game itself. You were there in person. Looks like the stadium was about, what, 30% full, had the feel of a preseason game with backup quarterbacks playing. The Browns did play a lot of their starters, at least more than I thought they would. And ultimately, I think that was the difference in the game. That's, that's one of the reasons Cleveland won this game is they simply played more dudes, but credit the Cincinnati Bengals backups because it was almost entirely backups besides like Isaiah Prince and Hakeem Adenogy who started the season as backups and they made this close. They were, they were falling on a fumble either on the onside kick or the punt where, where there were two fumbles away from maybe having a chance to win the game. Yeah, they, they they battled 21-16, and uh, look, they shouldn't have won the game, and they didn't, because you're right. You know, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, J- uh, Jarvis Landry, like a lot of these guys are Nick Chubb, they're playing. And so you look at the other side, and it's Chris Evans, and outside of, and we'll get the Jamar Chase, but four plays of Jamar Chase, Trent Nerwin, and Trent Taylor, and Mike Thomas, and Stanley Morgan Jr., and it's just... You know, you compare one to the other, and it's very clear the Browns, they wanted to win this game. And I think the Bengals wanted to win, but they took the long-term view. And they were right, because we're going to get to playoff scenarios. But what we do know as we record this is, one, the Titans are the number one seed. And if the Bengals were won by 50,000 on Sunday, the Titans would still be the number one seed. And guess what? The Chiefs, the number two seed. So the best the Bengals could do anyway is stay at the three seed and the worst they could do. And they knew that is go to the four seed. So to me, it's worth it because they treated this like a buy. Essentially they snuck out of it. I think pretty damn healthy. And you got a lot of these guys, some run and in one key guy, Trey Wayne's got a lot of snaps, I think. And who knows, maybe you need to rely on him in the playoffs at some point. Mike Daniels with Josh Tupau, not returning to the game with an injury. He looked good. So maybe you need to bank on him. So there were some veterans that showed something. 
and, and then uh, our guy Chris Evans as well. I think uh, played relatively well considering the circumstances. Yeah, you you wanted him on the bench, right? And he did he's too valuable. Time. He's he, valuable. He, is, he is valuable, and he was really good. I thought he had seven carries for thirty five yards. He had four catches for twenty four yards. Get this, James. The Bengals' top two targeted players in the receiving game today were Chris Evans at five, tied with Mitchell Wilcox for five. <laughs> so yeah, it gives you a bit of an idea of the weapons that Brandon Allen was working with. And Brandon Allen wasn't very good today. He had issues no. with the play clock, and and I think they had to call two timeouts. They took a delay a game. Not not his best day. Not friends with that play clock in was first energy stadium. Is that what it's called in Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wasn't very accurate down the football field was luckily accurate enough for Jamar chase on a couple of passes behind the line of scrimmage. And we'll talk about what exactly Jamar chase did in a little bit. But the one thing that did go in the Bengals favor in this game, James was they won the turnover battle. They, they had that fumble six in, in the first, what first half second quarter. And yes, Mike that. Hilton, who was in the game for Vernon Hargraves, who left with a pretty ugly ankle injury, you know, hope he's okay, but, but didn't look great on replay. Um, Mike Hilton almost had a pick six. He, he trips in the middle of the field. He would have had to go a really long way. And it's not like he has that Olympic speed that, that you see on pick sixes from, from the end zone, but he had a chance as the half was, was coming to an end and he ended up tripping around the 30 yard line or so. And, and then took a, an unfortunate shot when he was on the ground. I don't think he played after that, but by all accounts, because I, I know this was a question for some folks because it wasn't mentioned again, he's fine. He's not hurt. So that's some good news. Zach Taylor said he returned, but I agree with you. Like it didn't feel like he did either way. Yeah, he was healthy. He, he talked to, after the game, he talked to us. And um, I wonder if he would have taken the lane on his left side, on the near side, uh, where we were at the press box, I, I think there might have been a better chance for him to, you know, make it a pick six, but uh, unfortunately not. It was a dirty hit, by the way, by uh, one of the linemen. Who was it? Treader? I think it was Treader who came in it was, late. It was. It was not Treader. It was Wyatt Teller. The other it was Teller. Name. Teller and Treader. Yeah, Teller. It was Wyatt Teller. Yeah. So dirty ass hit there, and they did flag it, but still. Um, you don't want to say that, especially because he wasn't supposed to play <laughs> and he wasn't supposed to be in there. And uh, again, I think that's the big takeaway is Zach Taylor. What looked at this game and said, we have the confidence we're rolling enough and we're going to be fine if we go out there with our backups and lose. And heck, they had a chance to win, like you said. And uh, Brandon Allen, man, by the way, missing Chris Evans on that two point or uh, Trent Taylor on the two point Mm -hmm. conversion, just ugly. And then it, it was a fumble here, fumble there, where if they recover one of them, Maybe they sneak out of First Energy Stadium with a win, which would have been wild. I didn't expect them to. Um, but, uh, yeah, because here's the thing is when I made my prediction the other day, I, I assumed that some of these guys would get some run. The moment – like Tyler Boyd didn't even warm up. Jamar Chase was half warming up, it felt like. And Jermaine Pratt was on the sidelines during warm-ups. I'm like, oh, this is different. This is on another level. And so instantly I changed, and uh, I think that's why Vegas had the Browns as six-point favorites going into it. And they didn't cover if it stayed at six points. They only won by five. So Bengals backups, way to go. And and Cleveland did play their backups like late in the game. It's not like they were running their starters out there the entire game. But they, they clearly put more importance on this game 
than did the Bengals, and, and rightfully so. This is their last game of the season. You see coaches all the time wanting to go into the offseason with a win. And for the Bengals, and we'll talk about the playoff seeding scenarios uh, in, in a few minutes, to Zach Taylor's point, there's so much outside of their control that risking injuries to players they need, they need healthy in the playoffs regardless of who they play, just doesn't make sense. It's it's a it's a good calculation on his part because you have, you know, the the Colts losing unfathomably, getting blown out by Jacksonville, and and that just throws the entire AFC playoff picture at that point into chaos. And and even now as we're recording, we still don't know that there's still three teams the Bengals could hypothetically play. So uh, I think good decision by Zach Taylor to try to get out of this game healthy. Unfortunately, they do sustain some injuries to some guys that are rotational pieces or depending on Hakeem Adenergy, guys that are starting for them, guys that play. So hopefully all those guys are okay, but keeping the other guys healthy, the, the name brand, the, the household name guys healthy, turns out that I think it was a good choice and we'll see how everything shakes out in the rest of the AFC, AFC playoff picture. But the one starter that did play a little bit did it to break a record. We'll talk about Jamar Chase's record-breaking play coming up next. Jamar Chase setting records, breaking tackles, arm tackle city, man. No one wanted to tackle him on that, uh, what was it, 24-yard screen pass that broke Chad's record, which we'll talk about. And, man, that dude runs – like he's on the Built Bar plan. And if you don't know about Built Bars, they're the number one protein bar on the planet. And the Browns probably should get on that plan this offseason so they can get back to you know what they did last year. But Built Bars taste great. They're covered in 100% chocolate. And there's something for everyone, whether it's salted caramel, mint brownie, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream. They have a ton of flavors. They have limited time flavors and they're high in protein. They're low in sugar. They're low in carbs. They're perfect for you as you try to either revamp your body this new year, just find a healthier snack, a midday snack, post-workout protein punch. Built Bar is there for you. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, it's simple. Promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com to get 15% off. We're all looking for an edge these days, and today's podcast brought to you by OnlineGambling.com is here to help you get that edge. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers as much of an edge as they possibly can. Throughout the playoffs, they'll be providing you the best NFL tips, most up-to-date news, and more to help you make your bets as informed as ever. Not only that, they're going to help you not make emotional decisions by giving you this great data. They're on a mission to be the world's most empowering gaming and betting site, giving gamblers the edge as much again as they possibly can. Make sure you visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL for all of the latest gambling news and tips to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to help you make the most of this year's NFL playoffs. James, you were there in person. It was a pretty cool moment, I thought. I mean, to me, it was a very concerted effort from the jump. We're going to get the ball to Jamar in space around the line of scrimmage and let him do it the yards after catchway. Without Joe Burrow, he wasn't going to break the record on a go route. Instead, 
he, he had to do it the hard way. He had to do it himself. What was it like to watch that in person? Yeah, you could tell right away, you know, first play, I'm pretty sure first play is a screen to him for two yards. And you're like, okay, well, they're, they clearly want to get him the ball. Second play might have been a run. Third play, they threw uh, out of bounds. They were, he was looking for Jamar. Um, and it's like, okay, how long are they going to keep Jamar in the game? Is it going to be the first quarter? And I think that was probably the max. But uh, you're right. Chase, the the moment he broke it, um, they, they yanked him out of there. And I was just – to me, I was surprised that the Browns were just kind of like arm tackle city on Chase. So t- because – it's their last game. They're aware of it. I guarantee you just they are, they know why is Jamar playing? Oh, he's playing because he's about to set this record. or He might try to set this record. I would have hit the hell out of him. And instead they were trying to arm tackle him. And we know damn well, you can't arm tackle Jamar chase in space. So he turned what was what it was just a screen pass, but I think it would have been like a normal five, six, seven, eight yard gain for most guys into a 24 yard gain. Uh, sets the record, finishes the season with 81 receptions for 1,455 yards and 13 touchdowns. And uh, man, look, Chad Johnson was my favorite Bengals player, is my favorite Bengals player of all time. And the fact that this kid just broke the record, and I get it with the 17th game, but really it was like five snaps, all right? Not really a 17th game. It was like 16 games and five snaps. To do that at 21 years old as a rookie, I know the league's changed a little bit and it's a little more passing and everything like that, but it's special. And uh, what a, uh, what a rookie season for Jamar chase. I hope it ends with the offensive rookie of the year award. I think he deserves it. I think he's ahead of uh, Mr. Mac Jones in new England, who we could see next week. Um, what a, uh, what a season, but no, it was, it was cool. It, it sucks. It wasn't in front of home fans, right? It's not like Browns fans gave a damn. So there was no like announcement or anything like that. But uh, it was certainly cool to be in witness in person. Mac Jones, at the moment I'm speaking right now, which is 5.45 Eastern time, give or take. It's about a minute and a half, minute 50 left in the first half in that game. Mac Jones is completing 50% of his passes and has a pick six. So, you know, looking for a statement, perhaps trying to to win, get to 11 and six for the New England Patriots against a division rival going into the playoffs. Not a nice half for Mr. Mac Jones, but, but yeah, I mean, fantastic play for Jamar Chase. And and you talk about the arm tackles and that's what he does to you because he has that crazy acceleration, the burst, the speed. And I I mean, for, for me that that's just, that's what makes him such a special player. We've talked about him a lot this year. He, He obviously can beat you vertically. He's improving his route running, uh, throughout the year. It's only going to get better in the off season, he's going to be 22 next year. Going to be 22. And he already has a Bengals record. I will say this, James, you know, yeah, he needed the five snaps in this game. And and for that reason, you know, it's a 17 game record. Fine. He's going to go out and, and probably break his own record in his Bengals Mm -hmm. career. But he also came out of some games early. You remember the Bengals pulled their starters in games. They were winning. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I think a game they were losing, I think. I think that happened at least once. Uh, but it's not like he played every snap of every game. When the starters were on the field, he was on the field, but he did come off the field. And so th- there is that as well. But but big workload, big productivity, and he showed us that he can do it in every way. And I don't know, for me, I, I kind of liked that it came on a run-after-catch play. 
because mm-hmm. that's I, I think still the underrated aspect of his game for for non-Bengals fans for people that aren't watching really closely. And so mm-hmm. I, I think there's something poetic about it coming that way. Yeah, I and it might be the best part. It, it might be the best part of his game because he I know that's crazy and I get the downfield. I understand it. he has eight touchdowns of 30 yards or more this year, which is insane. At the same time, the dude's hard to tackle and it seems like he's always falling forward. Like when he gets that head of steam, it really is like a running back almost. And uh, the, the crazy part to me, Jake, is he clearly much like this team in general, they're flawed. They're they're not perfect. But I think they have a shot in the playoffs, and we'll spend plenty of time on that. Maybe I'll say it next segment. He's not perfect yet. He's by far, like far off in a way, not even close to the finished product. I think the drops are going to slowly go down, right? Imagine if he had uh, just that catch against the Chargers, right? He would have had over 1,500-plus yards this year, a touch, another touchdown, so 14 touch. I mean, so there's just – he had a, a drop, a touchdown drop against the Jets. And I'm not saying he's going to be perfect and go a whole season without a drop. I'm not saying that. I think it's going to go down, though, when you have someone that talented that works as hard as he does. Um, and, and so, whew, it's uh, it's exciting to think about the future. It's also exciting to think about what this team can do in the postseason because of a guy like Jamar Chase and the attention he's going to get and what he can do if you don't give him that attention – or what the rest of the guys can do when they uh, he does draw that attention and draw those double teams. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how teams play him in the playoffs. I think it'll depend on who the Bengals play against. We'll talk about that in just a minute. A few closing thoughts uh, on on Jamar Chase. The the thing about Zach Taylor talked about what you just mentioned after the game too, James. When it wasn't Jamar Chase asking, he wasn't begging in, right? He wasn't like, "Let me get the record, coach." It was Zach Taylor's mm-hmm. idea. And, and it was Zach Taylor's mm-hmm. idea, he said, because of the way Jamar works. And, it, you know, I, I think Taylor talked about, you know, it's easy to, when you're that talented, come into the league and, you know, ride on your talent. But Jamar the, the, talked about the work ethic quite a bit. And that is really encouraging for the future. The last note I have on Jamar Chase James is going to just be about drops real quick. Incredibly unstable drops. And, and yes, you can look at them and say, oh, yeah, he has a concentration issue at times. But that is not something that, uh, since they've been recorded, has been a very consistent thing year over year for most players. Just look at Deontay Johnson, for an mm-hmm. example, in Pittsburgh. Led the league in drops last year. This year, for for a very long time, had no drops. I think he had a drop today in that Ravens game. So he's had some drops come back in a little bit. But that's just part of playing wide receiver in the NFL. It happens from time to time. And for most players, is not a terribly consistent or stable stat. Coming up next, James, uh, the longer we've been recording, the tighter some of these AFC Week 18 games have gotten, specifically in the AFC East. And we're, of course, recording before the Chargers-Raiders game has started and a lot on the line still there for playoff seeding. We'll talk about the Bengals' path in the playoffs starting next week. Coming up next. But first, I got to tell you about GetUpside because it is the app that is going to save you money. And look, I drove up to Cleveland for the game. I'm going to drive home. And guess what? I'm going to save money every time I fill up with GetUpside, and you can too. It's the incredible free app that you can download in the App Store or, or Google Play and save up to $0.25 cents per gallon every time you fill up. Plus, right now with promo code TOUCHDOWN, 
you're going to get a bonus 25 cents off per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents off per gallon on your first fill up. All you have to do is download GetUpside and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. It's that simple. Jamar Chase had 13 touchdowns. Joe Burrow threw for 34 touchdowns, and hopefully he throws for about 34 more in the postseason this year. So, again, GetUpside, promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get up to 50 cents back on every gallon of gas that you purchase. And, man, it's free money that you can use on your or towards your PayPal account. You can use it for gift cards like Amazon, or you can just have it deposited in your bank account. So download GetUpside and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, James, let's talk playoffs. Playoffs. The Bengals are going to the playoffs. playoffs. For the first time in Locked On Bengals history, we have a playoff week. And it starts... Today, the Bengals <laughs> very likely will be the four seed in the AFC. However, I, I know that this, by the time you're listening, has probably been decided. The Jets and Bills is now a 7-10 game. Miami leading the Patriots as they get closer to halftime. So assuming that these scores kind of stand and, and both the teams leading the AFC East don't lose, James, the Bengals will be the four seed. Which means, in all likelihood, with the Steelers being the seventh seed, unless there's a tie when the Chargers play the Raiders, playing the Chiefs in the first round, almost certainly, if the Bengals were to win their first round matchup, means they go on the road to Tennessee in week two of the playoffs. Now, there are some scenarios, like if if Buffalo or the three seed gets upset where where the Bengals would be going to Kansas City instead. But this this is what we're talking about when Zach Taylor's like, look, there's so much outside of our control over what happens in the playoffs and who plays who and who gets what seed that, that we're going to try to be healthy. And the, the most likely opponent is the still, we talked about this last week at the time of recording, the New England Patriots. So, you know, th- there's a world where it could be the Raiders as we record. But for the Bengals, it looks like almost certainly they're going to have one home game in this playoff run, even if they win in the first round or when they win in the first round is, is what Bengals fans want me to say. And, and then they'll be going on the road for the rest of the way as they try to make a playoff run here and they're healthy. And, and that's where Zach Taylor wanted to be. Yep. And look, is there a way where they could get that second home game? Of course, you know, there's things, you know, there's a way where there's upsets along the way, uh, where they they end up getting the uh, you know uh, the AFC title game could be in at PBS if you really wanted to go that route it's unlikely though it, it, to Jake's point I do want to bring this up before I forget and the Bengals aren't going to play the Steelers the Chiefs are going to kick their ass if they get in it's fine but Jake if you're the Raiders and the Chargers 
a tie on Sunday night. And I don't even think the NFL would want this to happen. I think they would be angry. But if those two teams tie, they both get in and the Steelers are out. I don't know, man. I'd be tempted to be like, hey, let's just tie. I know it's impossible. I know it wouldn't happen. But I swear, if if I had a good relationship uh, with the coach on the other side, I, and I, I don't know what the relationship is you know, with the Raiders and Chargers outside of them being in the same division. But would you tie? I would tie. I mean, imagine, I, I like John Sheeran's tweet about this. Imagine this was like the Ravens and the Bengals and both teams just needed to tie and get in. Otherwise, the winner would go in. They they would not. They would, they would, they would never take knees for the whole game. They, they would try to beat the crap out of each other and try to kick the other team out of the playoffs. These division yeah. games, man, I, I, yeah. I just, I just can't see it happening. Like maybe if it was like San Francisco back when Harbaugh was a the coach there in Baltimore and it was, it was brother coaches and they were in different conferences, th- then yeah. maybe you could see it. Right. But in a division matchup, I have serious doubts. There is, however, a pretty realistic case where the Bengals could play the Raiders here if the Raiders managed to beat the Chargers. So let me ask you this, James. That's what I want. Go ahead. Yeah. Would you would you rather I have just answer it? The, the Raiders and and a good pass rush, Yannick Ngakwe, Max Crosby? We talked about those guys, Max Crosby, uh, or the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and, and Matt Judon and, and JC Jackson and Devin McCourty and all those safeties they put on the field. I think this is a pretty easy one. And, and so there's a couple of ways you could think about this. It, if, if the Bengals had won today for the three mm-hmm. seed, we'd be sitting here thinking, okay, if, if the chargers beat the Raiders, the Bengals are playing the Chargers. since the Bengals lost, we're sitting here this afternoon and we're thinking, are they going to get the Patriots or the Raiders? The only way that the Bengals get the Chargers is if the Bills and Patriots both lose. And as as we record, I would say that's still very unlikely, even the way those games are going so far. But who, who's your favorite first round matchup, James, if you want the Bengals to continue to win in the playoffs, which we do because then we get to continue to cover playoff games. Yeah, no, I do. Absolutely. I'm rooting for the Bengals to win. I hope they win every damn playoff game ever. And, you know, I, I got you doing the gritty on Super Bowl 56 in LA. You know, who knows? That's in your time zone. Never say never. I might get Jake Lisko out of Canada. But that being said, um, yeah, the Raiders. The Raiders. Absolutely the Raiders. I get it. They have two pass rushers. All right. Joe Burrow's dealt with that all year. And, um, you know, outside of that, what's the scary part of it? But where Darren Waller, okay, that's fine. But the Bengals should be able to beat the Raiders. And if they can't, then should it like if they lose to the Raiders, do I think that they're going to beat Bill Belichick? Hell no. Do I think that they're going to beat um, the, the Chargers and Justin Herbert? And I get it. Joe Burrow's better than Justin Herbert. Don't, but he's still really good. So I think the Bengals can beat any of those teams, by the way. But if I had to pick one, it would be the Raiders. And if I had to rank them, I'd say I'd rather face the Raiders then probably the Chargers because they're up and down, even though I think their ceiling might be better than the Patriots. I just think that the Patriots are going to be more stable. Um, And I just think back to those years when Bill Belichick would just fluster Peyton Manning. And uh, he doesn't have that same personnel or defense. I get it. But still, I can't help but think about that. And then the Patriots third. He also doesn't have that same quarterback who who could punish you 
if Don't if the defense me. was good. So like imagine like the game in which the the Bengals offense was the most bottled up was probably the Broncos game, right? At least in recent history, they, they were very conservative in that game. You can maybe go back to the Bears game. You can maybe talk about all the turnovers in the first game against the Browns this year. But the Broncos were the, the team that had them bottled up the most. And and I would say that the Broncos in some ways resemble the Patriots, although the Patriots might be a little bit better on on defense overall, maybe a lot better on defense overall. But strength of the Patriots is their secondary, their coverage unit. They, they do have Matt Jude on as a pass rusher. They, they, they do have some guys up front as well. But like mm-hmm. Mac Jones, not terribly frightening. Decent running game. The weapons not too scary up there in New England and you get to play them in Cincinnati. So the threat of Bill Belichick cheating is, is slightly lower, right? So mm-hmm. take, take away that, that G- Gillette field edge that they've had in New England. But I think that all those games are winnable. I, after the chargers game, I said that I wouldn't hate that rematch in the playoffs. I'd like the matchup for the Bengals in a lot of ways, despite how weird that first game was. But yeah, I mean, the Raiders are a team that the Bengals absolutely punished. And, I know that the Raiders are a little bit hot right now and and they could go off at any time. They've won three in a row. They need to make it four in a row to get into the playoffs because these teams are not going to take knees. So I I honestly don't hate any of those matchups, but yeah, it's hard to argue with the Raiders being the most favorable, the most favorable matchup, even though they do have those pass rushers, just because for me, Joe Burrow's familiar with them. Their defense is not very scary, especially in the secondary. And Joe Mixon loves loves playing against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That is a really good point. And yeah, I just think when you look at playoff droughts and and that would be that's going to be the talk all week. Like it is. It's in in how this team is and everything like that. I don't want to have to go through Darth Vader, right? And that's what Bill Belichick is, and I want to try to avoid him and make sure that Joe Burrow has his Peter Parker senses all the way on point to become Spider-Man. Um, because Spider-Man would kick Darth Vader's ass. I love how I tied that together unplanned, but it worked. Um, And my point is, but my point is, is I don't like as smart as Burrow is, Bill Belichick's been here, done that. Like as smart as Zach Taylor is, Bill Belichick was winning Super Bowls when Zach Taylor was like four. So like Zach's 38, Belichick was winning Super Bowls in the mid eighties. So like that's, that's part of it. So um, yeah, if you can avoid that, that's fine. And if you see them down the line, that's fine too. I love the idea of playing in Nashville though, five hour drive in, in that round two. If you have to go on the road, you know how many Bengals fans are going to be there. I'm making that drive and I'm using get upside on the way. So whoo-wee. there you go. Uh, I had another point that has since escaped me, James. So yeah, because I, guess- I, I hit you with that Spider-Man one, two web action. <laughs> Yeah, just just really taking my eye off the ball here. That's okay. We can wrap up there. We'll cover the playoff situation tomorrow once we know when the Bengals are playing, who the Bengals are playing, what the rest of the seeds are, what the path to the Super Bowl, dare I say, in front of Zach Taylor, Cincinnati Bengals would be. Oh, I remember what I was going to say, James. Just in time for people to have turned us off because I was doing an outro. Uh, It's that... A lot of common opponents for the Bengals. Remember how Joe Goodberry had the thing about common opponents yep. for, for Andy Dalton? It used to be bad for Andy Dalton. It's good for Joe Burrow. 
You can't fool Joe Burrow twice. Joe Burrow's never seen the Bills, and he's never seen the Patriots. So everyone uh, else, or, or maybe the Titans too. Did they play? No, the he beat the Titans year? last year before the yeah, bye. That's right. He beat the Titans. So so he's seen all these other teams. So so there's that factor, I think, at play. And uh, the other thing, shout out John Sheeran again here. Uh, it's either you're hoping for either the Raiders and, and to put the curse of Bo Jackson to bed, or you got to go through the guy that has run the most recent AFC dynasty in Bill, Bill Belichick. Those are, those are yeah. your two first round options for the Bengals. Now, that being said, let's wrap up this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast back tomorrow to look at the playoff picture overall. We'll be joined by Bengal Sands this week. We're going to do a, instead of a film review of preseason game number four in week 18, we're going to look ahead at the Bengals playoff opponent. That'll be coming your way a little bit later this week. And then it's playoff preview, baby. Until next time, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.